My name is Chamara Anderson. I am the owner and founder of Culinary Cannabis. We are an all interactive sensory educational cannabis event production company. is dedicated to providing reliable cannabis science education to anyone curious enough to learn. To get access to free courses and other educational resources, visit learn.cacpodcast.com and become a Curious About Cannabis member for free. The Curious About Cannabis book provides an incredible crash course in cannabis science through over 500 pages of content filled with photos, activities, science experiments, games, and more to help guide you through your personalized cannabis education journey. This book has become a trusted textbook in colleges and universities across North America and is absolutely perfect for serious learners as well as cannabis educators, bud tenders, clinicians, patients, and caregivers. And special thanks to the many individuals, companies, and organizations that have helped Curious About Cannabis meet our mission of becoming the number one trusted source of cannabis science education on the planet. This includes organizations like Credo Science with Ethan Russo, The Conigma, Treadwell Farms, The Spellman Report with Kevin Spellman, The Workshop, Green Earth Medicinals, CBD National, Magnolia Botanicals, and more. Visit cacpodcast.com slash sponsors to learn about our sponsors and go show them some love for helping us spread cannabis science education far and wide to anyone curious enough to learn. If you like Curious About Cannabis, consider checking out some of these other learning initiatives by Natural Learning Enterprises. Come on, Molly. It'll be an adventure. Phoebe called out as she followed Brother Toadstool. Brother Toadstool led Phoebe and Molly into a tunnel that went deep down into the ground. As they climbed into the tunnel, they found themselves getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Our new children's book, A Toadstool's Treasures, takes young readers on an adventure into the fun and fascinating world of fungi. Learn more and find mycology-related learning resources, games, and lesson plans for teachers and homeschooling families at toadstoolstreasures.com. And now, back to the show. Hey everybody, this is Jason with Curious About Cannabis. Thanks so much for tuning in once again. Today I'm really excited to connect to somebody who is all about experiential learning and getting people connected hands-on with a cannabis plant. I'm here with Tamara Anderson of Culinary and Cannabis. Thanks so much, Tamara, for being willing to come on the podcast today. I'm really excited to see what we get into. Oh, I love to talk. So thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So um, to kind of dive right in, from what I understand, you put on a lot of different types of events. We're not just talking about like, you know, one event. These are very curated events to help people um, experience all of the unique ways that there are to interact with the cannabis plant. So do you mind paint us a picture of kind of um, what you do and also what, what kind of drew you into this passion of wanting to create these experiences for people? 
So I can tell you, um, first, what drew me into creating the type of experiences that we now have is because when I started on my journey of being a cannabis entrepreneur, um, I was going to events, but they weren't events that I would like normally go to or... um, or yeah. I would want to take friends to or associates with or grandmother or mother. Like they weren't, they, they weren't those kind of events, but they were the events that were available um, yeah. at the time. And, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of times people think that professionals are not interested in the plant and interested in learning about the plant or consuming the plant or those kind of things. And, you know, I'm a registered nurse by day. Um, but, you know, I still like nice things and I like luxury things and I like to attend yeah. nice luxury events. Um, so that kind of like was the background playing to like how we do the events. And, you know, also I'm not the type of learner that can sit somewhere and just you talk to me and I learn. I yeah. don't, I don't remember stuff like that. So I was like with this plant, like there's so much to this plant and there's so many different ways that it can be used. How come that's not being incorporated in events? How come events are just mainly flower events where you can smoke and they're handing right. out pre-rolls, but there's like no, there's nobody talking about topicals or if they're there, they're sitting there and they, you could smell them, but they're not really talking about the effects of them and the change of them. And they're, the, the plant is such a small plant with such big aspirations and big yeah. possibilities. I was like, um, we need to put on something where you can kind of like figure out what is for you with the plant, like yeah. what personally you're attracted to. So that's kind of like how, um, our events are curated and how we got to like doing our, our food and wine events, our can of spa events, like whatever way you kind of like enjoy activities, period. Not even necessarily with the plant, but what if you, you're a foodie, you want to do food stuff. You're, you know, you like to be pampered. Um, so this can, this kind of gives you an intro entryway to say, yes, I've done these things and before, but I can also right. do these things with the plant. So that's kind of like what led into like, how we do what we do, why we're doing the way that we're doing, uh, you know, because I, I feel like a lot of times there's missed opportunity for education for Absolutely. people because we don't we don't give them um, access to do things that will make them normally comfortable. We don't make it familiar for them. Right. We don't make we don't yep. create experiences that are familiar for them, especially us in the canvas. And we're like, we do this. We got this. But we are trying to change things in order to change things. We have to present it in a different, a different way. Absolutely. And, you know, people, the way people learn and remember things, experiences stick around, you know, trying to just listen to a lecture and remember, you know, take notes, remember facts and everything. Um, it's such a low quality way of learning and really, <laughs> as humans, how we learn and how we integrate information is through experience and creating those relationships with the subject. And um, so I love that you you mentioned that, you know, these events really serve as a way of helping people figure out what is your relationship with cannabis? Um, what, what does it look like? And recognize that there are all these different ways. I think that's uh, really special that you recognize that that is certainly a role that these events are playing, um, which leads me to a question. I'd like to know, like, what is the impact that you've seen 
on um, some of the folks that attend some of these events? Because I imagine sometimes it's pretty powerful. So we would do, I would do events every other month. Um, And there were smaller events. We would have like 50, 75 people. There were smaller events, but we would have people that would literally come to each one. And these are people with like MS, fibromyalgia, these kind of things. And I literally, to date, out of our seven years, I can say maybe 10 to 15 people off the top of my head that I can think of that have called me and been like, thank you so much for having these events. I now found products um, that work for me. I don't have to take these narcotics anymore. I'm able to go back to work. I had a lady that, um, somebody that was actually my friend, she had been off on workers comp for like two or three years, mind you, two or three years, um, and couldn't go to work because the medication that they had her on, it wasn't safe for her to drive. It would make her, her, it would make her body feel better, Mm -hmm. but she would be sleepy. And it also, if she didn't have the medicine, it was like, the worst withdrawal right it, it was more intense than than yeah, the original yeah. um so she came she would come to all our events and she eventually she went back to work and went back to work with a more physically active wow. job than the position she had before so those things are powerful i remember um i think it was maybe our like right before our year anniversary and this person happened to be a nurse she came in and she got a massage she got an infused massage um, but the massage was so nice. yep. um, relieving for her. She was crying on the massage table because she was like, it was a it was a release because she consumed before and then got the massage. So yeah. it allowed herself to be more vulnerable. And especially with nurses and caretakers, we're yeah. so busy taking care of other people. We don't take care of ourselves. And she just released like all of that yep. attention, all that. And she was like, just crying. It was a room full of people, but she was like, I don't care. I need, I need to let it out. And I let yeah, it Yeah. When it comes, it comes, right? When it comes, <laughs> it comes. Don't, don't stop it. Just let it go. It was a safe space. So, you know, those kind of yep. things are, you know, what fuel me to continue to, to, to do what we do. Having stories about, you know, people who have um, nephews or children that have autism and, they found a product that works for them and they can use it for them. And these kids are now flourishing or young adults are flourishing and, you know, are in a good space. Like those kind of things are the things that are most impactful for, for me, right. Those kind of stories as well as like, you know, one of, one of, one of my, my, my most proudest things that we have ever done is one of the chefs that we work with, his name is um, chef Matt. Mind you, he's been cooking with cannabis since he was like 14. I'm telling on him since he was like 14, right? (laughs) But it was like, you know, just take the flour and put it in the barbecue sauce or whatever. It wasn't like, it wasn't really scientific. So he had went to just Just get it in in there. there. But he was like, he was a culinary chef. He went to Dubai. He opened up restaurants. He did all this stuff. And then he came back to the States and he was in between like staying here or going to some other place where he was going to go be like the lead chef. And he was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to try this mm-hmm. infusing for a year. So he called me and was like, just needed some guidance wow. to find out about calculation and dosage. I directed him somewhere. A year he mm-hmm. came back. A year later he came back with a whole line of products. A whole line of condiments. I was like, what the? What? <laughs> Ketchup, mustard, soy sauce, barbecue sauce, coffee creamer. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> Okay, you you were serious. And so, like, on both sides, we have the sides of, like, people coming and realizing, finding something for them, but also entrepreneurs, you know, just giving them some guidelines so that they can, you know, be in in the space. Mm -hmm. Some perspective. Yeah. 
Man, that's really moving. And I, I relate to that story of the, the massage table. I have several spinal cord injuries and I've, I've had that experience of having a cannabis infused, uh, deep tissue massage and, um, feeling what that person felt. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's, it can be really incredible for folks that have been searching for something to experience that kind of relief. Um, um, that's that's really cool, and I love the the angle of the the entrepreneurial angle too. Just trying to help people understand where their skills fit mm-hmm. um, in all of this. I, that's that's really cool. It gives them like a playground to kind of explore and try to understand. Um, yeah, what what they can contribute to. That's so neat. I, I love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I call myself like the gateway to like whatever you want to do in cannabis. I will help you. Find- yeah yeah the steward to help get people where they where they need to go and you know i can't help also think about how this influences stigma you know um in so many different levels you know in the can just around cannabis and the cannabis plant there are all sorts of different sources of stigma and and people have you know less so in california necessarily than other places but even still there are lots of people that have been kind of afraid to talk about cannabis um, especially if they come from families, households that have been, you know, more um, conservative or just very inexperienced when it comes to cannabis. Um, so have you seen some of that as well? Uh, you know, a kind of um, opening up or reframing in people's minds about what the plant is and and uh, that sort of thing? I definitely have, especially since I work in healthcare. Um yeah. It's like a slow trickle, right? It's like a slow trickle or working yeah. with my coworkers and hearing slow conversations about, oh, I need to have a knee replacement. I think I'll try to find something that's CBD related or them just even opening up to having those conversations in the workplace because they're happening in, in the workplace. Even doctors being yeah. like, you know, I work in the emergency room too. And I remember we had like a two-year-old came in because he ate his babysitter's edibles and the doctors are like Mm -hmm. what can i do and i'm just like well give them some vitamin b try this and just (laughs) the fact that they would even like listen to me as a nurse and they're still not they still do not know the full scope of like what i know what i do in the space but i'm like just trust me or i'm like go look it up and see 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 what it is so it's it's for me it's a slow it's a slow progression, but it's a progression that's happening. And I can also tell you in healthcare in totality, it's becoming more about wellness and self-care where I think like the last 20, 25 years, it's been very um, focused on HMO and saying it's total patient care, but it really hasn't, it really wasn't total patient care. The goal was to, to minimize, um, outflowing cash and keep it inflowing. And I can just tell you that because I've worked. Yes in insurance out of insurance um so but i think that the the patient focus is focusing more on whole holistic and wellness care i can tell you we did meditation like a year ago in our 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 conference i was like am i in the right place our whole conference it was literally (laughs) meditation and sound music and they brought in um a hospice company that did essential oils to help with relief and pain. So it's coming. It's just a slow, it's just a slow progression. In my prediction, once the VA approves cannabis for use, I think other insurance 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes it seems like that change is so slow, but then when you zoom out and you see um, how far things have come just in five or 10 years, um, it really is. It, it, it is all happening. And that, that connects to something else I wanted to ask you, which is um, when people attend these events, especially folks that are not as familiar with cannabis, what are some of the questions that they commonly come to you with? You know, um, what are some of the things that, that they seem to repeatedly be interested in, in learning more about and understanding so that they feel comfortable with the plant? So one of the biggest questions, and I think it's because a lot of our crowd is um, our foodie crowd, just because our, the name of our brand is culinary mm -hmm. cannabis. Sure, so, yeah. you know, the most common question we probably get is around um, edibles consumption. When, first of all, how much do I take? When do I know to take them? How do I find the right products for me? Like those are primarily our, yeah. our, our questions, those kind of things. And then the second question would be like, specifically just about flour like you know what kind of flour should i be taking should i can i interact them mm -hmm. with it, other drugs how do i find out what what works for me which i tell people like keep a diary of especially yes. if you're yeah. new right mm -hmm. like get a little book keep yep. a diary start <clears throat> slow slow and steady slow and steady like the turtle slow yep. and steady but those are that's right you know, those are some <laughs> of our most our most common questions are just figuring out how do they monitor themselves to find what works yeah. for them if, if yeah. it's something that they're interested in and curious about. Yeah, yeah. And do you find in the edible space, um, do people seem to lean more towards certain types of edibles than others when they're, you know, kind of experimenting? Um, I think so. I think... For me, when, when I tell people go try like a couple of things, what they mostly mm -hmm. enjoy is chocolates. And I think that's because yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. in like the mainstream market, um, when you infuse with chocolate, it has the less, least amount of taste. But like that yes. means yeah. mm -hmm. a lot of them are sprayed. They taste like vomit. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah, I, pretty bitter. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of a lot of, yeah um but um cho chocolate <laughs> seemed to be the most popular one but i think that's because it can be the most discretionary you know when you eat it and, and a lot of if you like if you like chocolate you just like chocolate um but i think chocolate is the most the most one and then a lot of times um drinks right um mm -hmm. any any forms of drinks are usually good too because i think that people can consume drinks um you know in a larger consumption but not and discreetly at the same time yeah, yeah. um so those mm -hmm. two things as far as like what people when they come back when i'm saying well i usually tell them try like a chocolate a gummy um a beverage and then if they can find you know a honey or a cooking oil something mm, like that yeah. i tell mm -hmm. To tell them to try those first and depending too right are you a diabetic do you have hypertension those kind of things are things that i ask but those are usually like my entryways because they're also usually thing easy things to find anywhere where they yeah. have you mm -hmm. know the flower available they usually have one version of of some of of some of those nice yeah yeah i can i can definitely see that someone recently um i was i was letting them try i can't remember what 
what product it was. So they were they were eating it. They could taste the bitterness of the cannabinoids. Because I guess some people don't, uh, a lot of people don't know if they haven't gotten into edibles and things like that, that cannabinoids do have this kind of natural acridity. Um, so there is this like weird uh, sort of formulation thing you have to do <laughs> to figure out how to get that to blend mm-hmm. um, with other other flavors and things. And someone suggested to me recently, and I really thought it was brilliant. They were like, you know, this makes me think of grapefruit. And for some reason, as soon as they said that, I was like, you know, I get what you're saying, that kind of bitterness. Um, And then if I like closed my eyes, I could almost just no longer taste cannabis anymore. And it was just like, okay, it's grapefruit Mm -hmm. or something else. Um, So it's kind of fascinating um, how chefs have to um, really think about all that, which brings me to something I really wanted to talk to you about, which was your own background as a chef you were a pastry chef were you not um i am i I hate the word chef but i am a self-taught and self-trained i call myself a dessert tender um sure (laughs) i make desserts um infused with alcohol is how i originally my first real business um so Hmm. i call myself kind of a dessert bartender um, and, but with that, nice. I, there is even pairing, like people would not, there are certain alcohols you cannot put with certain flavors. So even with that, like the palate <laughs> for me, food should be, enjoy- yeah. food should be enjoyable. Right. And when you eat something like desserts with alcohol or anything that's infused, a lot of times you're looking yep. for an enhanced or an elevated experience for your taste palate. Right. So I'm very big yep. on like pairing with alcohol, with cannabis, with, shrooms with anything it needs to be properly paired you just shouldn't throw it in there because you're no why would to do that for so yes i have been <laughs> yeah. i have had that company for the last um 15 years i think nice yeah, okay. the, la- the last well, 15, yeah. the last 15 years mm-hmm. well i think you can definitely accept the uh the chef title for sure <laughs> um with that much passion and keeping at it that long um definitely accept it. That's really cool. So I can, I can see how your background has converged on culinary and cannabis. It seems very, cause you have this appreciation for the senses. I mean, at Mm -hmm. its core, you know, because that's really a chef. Um, you're not just, I think people think that, that cooking, you're just focusing on flavor, but you're also focusing on things like mouthfeel textures, Mm -hmm. all sorts of other things other things. And so you're really training your senses to be very, you know, sensitive. Um, but then also your background as a nurse and understanding the therapeutic side to, to all of this and the, the potential of that, I, you know, it's really cool to see these experiences of yours converge into, um, you know, what you're doing and in, in helping people get connected with these, these experiences. It's a very, uh, I'm sure along the way, it didn't seem like a very linear process, but, um, it makes sense looking back now, right? <laughs> it was, it was not, if you would have asked me 20 years ago, would I even be in the space I'm in now? I'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> like, there's no way. Um, but I say all the time, you know, God really prepares you for your journey in life, what your passion will be. Um, And this is definitely um, my passion. And I think that my whole life, my background, everything that I've done before has definitely brought me to the space that I'm at now. Um, And I think that it was on on purpose and intentional in his plan. Um, So I strongly, strongly believe that because there's no, it's just a weird combination, like a nurse 
<laughs> yeah, said, yeah. Like, it's really cool. I mean, it makes you perfectly suited to be the person you are, to be in the role that you're in and um, to guide the evolution of, of culinary and cannabis wherever it, you know, leads in the future. Um, it's, it's, it's cool to know that someone like you is, is at the helm of that because you know, I say that, you know, I've, I've been in the industry for quite a while, seen a lot of companies come and go and, there are a lot of people rushing to make money in the cannabis industry. They're starting all sorts of companies and trying to do things that they have no business doing. And ultimately it harms people, I think, because it either miseducates them, misleads them, whatever. Um, and so that's one reason why I like to bring people on the show and highlight um, the good ones out there that really not only have the passion, but also the experience, the background, you know, like this is just an expression of who you are and taps into everything that you know very well and care about. Um, so um, yeah, it's super cool. And, and something I wanted to ask you on the, the flavor um, side, what has been your experience with working with like different strains and trying to deal with the unique aroma and flavor profiles of different types of cannabis? Um, is that something that you've run into that sometimes certain pairings have to be like changed or tweaked because the, um, you know, whatever the terpene profile or whatever else that's going on um, is, you know, it's just substantially different or whatever. Like traditional, like I would like some traditional, like Italian food. Like I've had a variety of things. I've had like, but like some traditional yeah, Italian food or some, um, point. me and my daughter love, uh, oh my God, what are they called? Uh, 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 dumplings. I have not had infused dumplings yet. And that's because I don't think there are very many cooks yeah. that are infused with Asian that have had that, that do that. But could you just imagine some dumplings and you bite into it in the juice? And so like, you know, just looking for a wider a variety and more accessibility to um, savory infused dishes. If you cannot necessarily go into go have go to a restaurant or have an experience, oh cool! I wish that more dispensaries would have <laughs> uh, more savory options available. Like I know that it takes up some shelf space, but give us some shelf space for some barbecue <laughs> sauce or some things like that. You know, things that we regularly cook with. I would like to see more of that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, it'd be nice to see more diversity. I remember in the early, more wild, wild west days of the cannabis industry in Oregon, where I was, um, when dispensaries first were legalized for the medical program. I was working in a cannabis testing lab at the time, and there were so many different crazy foods that came in, infused foods that people were playing with, because um, there were no um, standards or testing requirements or anything at that time. So everyone was, it was a free-for-all. Um, and I remember seeing infused beef jerky, infused pizza doughs, um, coffee creamers, um, all sorts of stuff. I remember there was a coffee creamer I used to buy regularly before it's it, uh, when the testing rules and other things came around, it, it made a lot of that harder and a lot more expensive to produce. Um, so unfortunately it, it squashed a lot of 
interesting ideas. Um, I would love to see some of that come back because um, it was it was a it was an interesting time. You could get cereal infused cereal, you know, all sorts of stuff. Like, can we bring some of that? We need some of that. Y'all got a lot of flour on the shelves. How many? How many? I know, options, right? Yeah. How many options of flour do I need? Give me something else. So that's give me some infused nutter butters. Right. Hello. <laughs> we having a field day, or even like. <laughs> You know, give me like a pack, give me like a, a big pack where I have like one nutter butter that's infused and then a bag of regular nutter butters. So I can just go yes. eat my one and then have my munchies yep. that are already ready to go, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's, so, that's something I've actually thought about before that I've wondered why more edible companies don't do something like that, where they partner the infused product with a bunch of non-infused products um, for that exact reason. Um it just seems like something that is just asking to be done. And I'm sure there's probably a brand somewhere that's playing around with that. Um, but it's, it's definitely not common. Um, and it's like, duh, I want to be able to eat more. I just don't want to lose my mind. Right. <laughs> like, it really tastes good. Can I have some of those without the infused? Like, that's that's the way to go. Maybe we had an idea. Somebody, we're dropping, we dropping a lot of nuggets here, you guys. We're dropping a lot we are, of yeah. People need to be listening closely. <laughs> And what do you what do you see for the future of culinary and cannabis? You know, you're mentioning that it's it's really been growing and evolving, and of course, um, you know, more and more people are catching on to, you know, what your mission is and what you're doing. So, um, looking forward in the next few years or so, where are you hoping to take all of this? Oh my goodness, we have such big hope, hope dreams, and aspirations. Good, good, um, you better. Um, so there's a few things we'll talk about them and we'll see which ones will follow up with me a couple of years and see where we're at. That's right. I know how it is. Yes. um, So with culinary and cannabis itself, I would like to create like the seven 11 of edibles, right? Like you could come in and get all your edible needs in one place that all that stuff that we're talking about, we would have that in one place, but we would also have like cooking classes available, those kind of things. But like, you know, little, little markets where, you know, you already have a viewing window where you Mm -hmm. see people making the chocolate and everything. Exactly. Like that's one, that's one, that's one aspiration. And then the other one is to have a brick and mortar for our can of spas, which are our, you know, spa days that we create, but I want it to be, um, not just about, you know, the relaxation and the wellness, but I also want it to be about, um, athletes and muscle regeneration and yeah. recuperation yeah. and, you know, people that are, have strokes or, um, paraplegic for them to come in and learn, you know, have kinesiologists that work with the plant that know how to apply the topicals that know how to tell you, you know, the right strain to stroke before you do the workout so that your muscle is regenerated, the right diet for you to go on, you know, so you have those kind of things. So that's like yeah. the two long-term goals with both of them. Yeah. Um, besides like creating, you know, we want to be in all of the spaces where they're becoming newly legal to put on and host events because we're in California mm-hmm. We're privy to a lot of experiences, a flower, and we have access to a lot of stuff. A lot of other places are yeah. not. Um, so I would like to be able to host these there, you know, so people can get the education and experience that they need so that they can go out into their own community and make the right decisions for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really, 
breaking out into those places where, you know, people really have been living under prohibition for a long time and are just getting to this point, you know, where they can get any experience with the plant whatsoever, it's really going to impact a lot of lives um, and help Mm -hmm. a lot of people. I think in those areas, that's where the impact is greatest, um, just because there's just so much stigma, so much ignorance to address and, um, and overcome. So that's exciting. And I really like this idea of, uh, and again, this is kind of another little nugget to throw out there that people need to think about, but specialized um, stores. I, this is something I, I've wondered why this doesn't exist yet. Why aren't there specialized dispensaries? Um, because especially in somewhere like California or Oregon, there's enough culture there and <laughs> enough, um, you know, there's just enough support that uh, you should be able to get away with that, having an edibles-only dispensary with some interesting, you know, ancillary um, things connected to it for education and people being able to see how the process is done and stuff. Like, there are um, creative ways to, to you know, move into that direction. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's surprising that we, we haven't seen more of that because as cannabis is normalized, um, it will be escaping this very rigid model it's kind of been stuck in of like well cannabis is just in that you know that one store with the glass cases and you know um you know those are dispensaries like really that that's all we're nearing a transition where um you know it's 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 just much more normal and so um I really hope you're successful I would love to come to one of those places one day I I grew up in the south so my uh, immediate thought was like Cafe du Monde or something um, where you, you see making the beignets and everything. Um, you know, it's a, it's a special type of environment because there's also a community um, heart there. Like everybody's there, you know, kind of really um, being part of a, a moment. Um, so, um, yeah, I wish you the best of luck in that. I think that sounds awesome. And I really want to see that be a real thing that I can go to one day. Well, let's hope so. We'll manifest it to happen. Exactly. Yeah, we're making it happen right now. And to to wrap things up, I want to make sure to um, give you the chance to let everybody know websites, social media, um, anything else that you want to share to make sure that our audience knows where to find you, how to follow you, all the good stuff like that. Um, you've got the floor. Well, you can find us on all social media platforms under Culinary and Cannabis. Yes, guys, spelled all the way out. Sorry about that, but <laughs> Culinary and Cannabis. Um, but make sure to watch us because we always have things going on for ourselves and for other people and not necessarily just here in California, but in other spaces, in other places. Um, so follow us for there. Um, and then we just launched our Canna Spa parties. So you can order and reserve your own your own infused spa party for you and your friends in the comfort of your home or anywhere you want. Or if you need help finding a place, we can do that too. But you can get like infused massages, facials, mini petty, catering. We can do puff and paint all in the comfort of your home for, wow. for yourself. Um, so that's what we have going on. What do we have going on? We have our own events are not coming until the summer, but pre-sale tickets will be available soon. We will have one in cool. LA, which will be our, our West Coast one. And then we're venturing back out to New York for our second time, awesome. which will be in August. So all our East Coast and West Coast people, 
you you got to you got to travel and, and yeah. come hang out. But it'll it'll be happening um, this summer. But those are all the exciting things that we have coming up. We're easy to find. I answer my own messages. So if you send That's me something good. on social media, it will be me that answers it, not anyone else. Um, but c- come on over to the culinary and cannabis side and have a good time. That's awesome. Sounds good. Well, yeah, everyone that's been listening, I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation and, um, you know, found it interesting. I think that there needs to be a lot more of these experiential learning opportunities um, coming about, like I said, as an educator. I mean, experience is how you change minds and how you really get people to to learn you know, on, a, on a deep, deep level. So, again... Thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, I definitely appreciate it from one educator to another. And those that are listening, if you made it through the whole episode, thanks so much. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to learn more about Curious About Cannabis, just go to cacpodcast.com or find us on all the socials. Just search for Curious About Cannabis and I'm sure you'll find us. So with that, everybody, stay curious and take it easy. Bye-bye. If you're curious about cannabis like me, then get connected to the Curious About Cannabis ecosystem and let's learn together. Visit cacpodcast.com slash connect to join our learning community on our Discord server and you can participate in regular giveaways, dive into the latest cannabis research, connect with certified Curious About Cannabis educators, hang out in our break room with other curious minds and more. Best of all, it's totally free. Just visit cacpodcast.com slash connect to learn more. Or click connect on the Curious About Cannabis app, which is available on Android and coming soon to iOS.